Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. If I tell you there is nothing like a mother that can work a plan. I can tell you firsthand, it's amazing. I wonder just how was it that my mother was able to keep us fed and clothed and a roof over our head with, with the amount of money that she made during those times. I, I, wonder, I, I wonder about all of those things. I wonder how are you able to feed three people on about $5 a day. You ever had to split a junior bacon cheeseburger with your sister? I'm just being real. But when I look back over my life and I realize that if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? So I'm a lectionary preacher when I feel like it. But every now and then, the lectionary passages don't cover what's going on. This is, this is one of those weeks. So turn with me, if you will, to the 66th chapter of Isaiah. Isaiah 66 and 13, and when you have it, please stand, all those who are able. Again, that's Isaiah chapter 66, verse 13. Hear ye the word of the Lord. As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you, and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. God's word for God's people. God's people said amen. 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 You may be seated. Uh, For the time that is ours to share together, I want to talk a little bit about a mother's comfort. A mother's comfort. Uh, It's Mother's Day, obviously, and and it's no surprise that when it's Mother's Day, things get released around talking about mothers. You walk into a store, you're going to see a whole bunch of candy and flowers for sale right at the front door. Uh, You're going to drive down certain roads, and there are going to be people with with different things for sale, uh, uh, bears and hearts and flowers and all this stuff for sale because it's Mother's Day. And there are things that the media will release around Mother's Day. And and, uh, it's no surprise uh, that there are a bunch of different lists. One thing I despise about getting on the Internet these days is everything is what you call clickbait. They got a whole bunch of stuff on there to make you want to click on it so that you can watch that video or read that article because they and then they in turn go back to advertisers and say we had this many people come to our site we had this many people watch our videos and half the time the 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 whatever you looking for ain't in the title so it's clickbait you you click they baited you into clicking on that link so that they could get their numbers up 
And one of those things that I despise as well are slideshows and lists. I, I, I spend some time making web pages here and there. I know it's very possible for you to put all the information you want the person to read on one page. This is just my personal pet peeve. This ain't in the sermon. This is just my personal pet peeve. All the information can be put on one page, but instead they put a sentence or maybe a sentence and a half on each page, so you got to click 15 times to read one paragraph. I guess I'm the only one that's upset about that. Y'all, y'all, y'all enjoy your slideshows then. I, I, I'll get my time elsewhere. But they have these lists out here about the versions of the best TV moms. Uh, me, I got a little bit of a pet peeve. I got two pet peeves about Mother's Day since we, we here and we, we so few in number family. I'm going to just share my own little personal pet peeves about Mother's Day. There are plenty of songs out there about mama. I'll always love my mama. Dear mama. Boys to men, mama, I love you. What what, what do the daddies have? Papa was a rolling stone. Wherever he laid his hat was his home. And when he died, all he left us was alone. We got to go to a nice restaurant on Mother's Day. But we expect the father to barbecue on Father's Day. I'm not bitter or anything. I'm not bitter. I'm just talking right now. But they have these lists out here of the best TV moms. You'll find lists, the best 10, the best 15, the best 20, even the best 50 TV moms of all time. They have the likes of Claire Huxtable from The Cosby Show and Carol Brady from The Brady Bunch and uh, the Gilmore Girls. One in Marge Simpson from The Simpsons, and, and the mother from Family Ties, and, and Sophia from Golden Girls, and, and Desperate Housewives, and, and Ruth Fisher from Six Feet Under, and Peggy Bundy from Married with Children, and, and Marion Cunningham from Happy Days, and, and so many other ones. And perhaps not surprisingly, they not only have the best TV moms on there, but they have the worst TV moms. Uh, like the, the, the Countess from Downton Abbey and, and Colleen Donaghy from 30 Rock and Claire Matthews from The Following and Lewis from Malcolm in the, or Lois from Malcolm in the Middle and other mothers. And, and, and one way they decide whether or not this is the best TV mom or the worst TV mom might be to answer this question. If you were hurting physically or emotionally, which one of these mothers would you go to for comfort? Which one of these mothers would you not go to for comfort? Uh, And the imagery that's listed in Isaiah 66 
communicates this especially well. Some people argue that the book of Isaiah is divided up into several books. Uh, Some people say two, some people say it's three books, but the first half of Isaiah has a lot of doom and gloom in it because they are are writing to a people who have been removed from their land. They have been taken away from everything that they know. They have had all of these bad things happen to them and there's a prophet that is writing to them and then when we get to the second half of the book is considered a book of comfort. Uh, And it says that God comforts like a good mother comforts her child. Now we know that that, that fathers can also provide comfort. And and, and children need the love of a father every bit as much as a mother. And we know that to be true because they do mathematics and calculate how many prison cells are going to be filled. And one of the things that they put in that formula is whether or not your daddy is in the home. Uh, and so they, we know that, that mothers are, are, are just as, uh, 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 fathers rather, have just as much comfort. But we also know when we are out on the playground and we skin our knee, we don't yell, Daddy. It's instinct to just yell, Mama. And so we know that when push comes to shove, a knee is scraped, a, a hope is dashed, children often run first to their mother, sometimes holding back the tears until they can get into their mother's arms. That's why all mothers know that a comforting child does comforting a child rather does not end when they graduate from high school. Uh, they know that it does not end when they go off to, to college or even when they marry and have some of their own children. Uh, the comforting does not end there. And that's why when Isaiah 66 is talking to the people of God, he's speaking to full-grown adults. Uh, we should take the note that he is talking to grown-up. The hurts of childhood are fleeting. And often a hug, a kiss on the forehead, a few tender words, maybe some ice cream, maybe a little pat on the back is enough for them to feel better. But some of the hurt that you feel as an adult, the pain of loss and worry and illness and the realities of the human condition are another matter. And for those, we might long for comfort and help that is effective as we found from our mothers in our early years. Ah, yes, we know God lets them know in the first uh, verse of chapter 66 that heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool and God says later that uh, he he, uh, uh, favors a contrite and humble spirit and God gives plenty of promises all throughout Isaiah 66 and some punishments Uh, you know you get a lot of nice talk from your mother but every now and then you gonna get some not so nice talk and it might evolve past some not so nice talk to going to have to go outside to the tree and pick a switch. And it may even evolve from that 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 first switch that you bring in ain't big enough. So you got to go pull off half the tree. So there's some there so when God is talking to the children of God in Isaiah 66 there is some promises going on, but there's also some punishment going on. So when just like that parental relationship that you had growing up, if you did good, you got good. But if you did bad, you got what? You got bad. Exactly. 
And so these things would happen, and he's letting them know uh, that these things, and then he starts to talk about Zion, and Zion is going to give birth. And Zion is going to give birth to, and one of the promises of when Zion uh, gives birth, uh, the, the metaphorical birth, is, is that God will comfort his children like a mother. And there are plenty of biblical examples like of mothers. We look at Sarah who gave birth uh, 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 to, to Isaac in her old age. She waited. She was patient. And she got what God uh, was promising her. And then we have Hagar who endured. Uh, they thought that the promise was supposed to be through Hagar. And so she had uh, Ishmael and, and endured some punishment for having Ishmael. But she still took care of her child no matter what was going on. She was able to sacrifice for her child. Uh, there, there's there's uh, Moses' mother, Jochebed, who worked a plan that not only kept her son, Moses, from being killed, but allowed him to be raised in Pharaoh's house. And not only allowed for him not to die, but to be raised in the king's house, but for also for her to be close enough to keep an eye on him and keep working that relationship. I tell you, there is nothing like a mother that can work a plan. I, 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 can, I can be a little... I, 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 I can tell you firsthand, it's amazing. I wonder just how was it that my mother was able to keep us fed and clothed and a roof over our head with, with the amount of money that she made during those times. I, I wonder I, I wonder about all of those things. I wonder how are you able to feed three people on about $5 a day. You ever had to split a junior bacon cheeseburger with your sister? I'm just being real. But when I look back over my life and I realize that if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? But I understand what it means for a mama to work a plan. If don't nobody else understand it, I understand it. Ah, uh, there's joker bed that worked this thing, and then there's those mothers, those mother-type relationships where you have uh, Naomi, Naomi looking out for Ruth, her mother, her daughter-in-law, making sure that she's taken care of. And then there's a, when we look in first and second Samuel, there's Hannah and Penina, and, and Hannah was supposed to be promised a child from God, and she waited and prayed and prayed until the point that the, the priest thought she was drunk in the house and, and, and she had a, uh, the, the husband had another wife who taunted her because she was having children left and right Penina was having children left and right and, and, and Hannah was not having them and the husband was no better he said ain't I better than ten sons but yet she prayed and prayed and saw through to take care of her child and she honored the promise she said if you give me a child God I'll give that child to you and she did uh, and these things would happen, and so there were a bunch of examples of mothers in the Bible, and these mothers were here to call to call to give us comfort. But how exactly does God comfort us? Uh, God comforts us through the presence and the care and the verbal encouragement of some of the other believers around us. There it is again. I try not to preach it, but sometimes it comes out anyway. All right. 
it's real hard to be a Christian by yourself. Ah, God comforts us through the presence and the care and the verbal encouragement of other people. We're supposed to love God, right, and love people. That's what they said when they asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? To love the Lord with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul and a second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, And so we ought to be able to edify one another as Christians Uh, because we are representing our parent that told us to comfort these people like a mother. And while there are some of believers who are especially good at that, that got uh, good listening skills and, and sensitivity and encouragement is something that we can all do no matter how good anybody else is at it. We can all listen. We can all speak life into one another. We can all tell somebody that they're the head and not the tail, that they should be above and never be beneath. We can all tell somebody that they're blessed in the city and blessed in the field and blessed where they come and blessed where they go. We can all edify someone. We can all let somebody know that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. We can all tell somebody. We don't have to be their parent to tell them that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. We all can do that. Ah, and so those are things that we ought to do. And one of the definitions of comfort is to come alongside someone, to lend support and encouragement when the situation cannot be changed. This is something that all of us can do for one another. And such standing alongside, it says standing alongside, not in front of, Amen. not behind. Standing alongside, because dealing with people is going to be messy. And such standing alongside helps those dealing with that which cannot be changed to cope with the situation as it is. Uh, One of the other things that I learned in the seminary, seminary, keep trying to say cemetery, (laughs) seminary, but we took these pastoral classes uh, uh, you know, we're not counselors. I'll say it again. We're not counselors. I can tell you about the Bible, but if you got a bona fide mental issue, I'm going to pass you a handful of business cards and put you off on a licensed counselor. I know it's real funny saying this as a preacher, but I have a problem when people step outside of their qualified zones of, or, or their qualified Amen. professions. And so one of the things that we learned alongside that in that pastoral care class was not only that we're not counselors, but about the ministry of presence. Sometimes just being around somebody when they're going through something, you ain't got to say nothing. Just be around them. Be present. And that'll be a help. That'll be a comfort. God is always around us. That should be a comfort. The ministry of presence. And so the presence and the care and the verbal encouragement is one way that we can, God can comfort us. But another way that God comforts us is sometimes more directly. Uh, it says in Psalms 94 and 19, the, in the multitude of my anxieties with me, your comfort delights my soul. It's interesting that that comes from Psalm 94, which a lot of times talks about the injustice of life and the arrogance of evildoers who seem to get away with their deeds. But the psalmist finds comfort in the confidence that God reigns and God will deal with the iniquities and miscreants in God's own 
time. That's why it goes on later in Psalm 94 to say, who rises up, against, who rises up for me against the wicked? Who stands up for me against evildoers? If the Lord had not been my help, my soul would have lived in the land of silence. When I thought my foot is slipping, your steadfast love, O oh Lord, held me up. Oh, God, how God delivers that comfort to us will vary. Just like how different mothers would deliver comfort to us varies. No two people are the same. Uh, and so sometimes it'll be while we're in prayer that we receive that comfort from God like a mother comforts their child. And it's trans sometimes it's transmitted through a verse or passage that jumps out to us while reading the Bible. Or it might come as an inner assurance in the midst of grief and trouble. Many of us can remember our mother's comfort. And on this day, we have some of us who, who, who we can, uh, who we call, who we have other people who we can call mothers, rather. Uh, uh, we have people that we can send a card or a bouquet of flowers. We are grateful for mothers. And we are thankful for their enduring and unconditional love. And we are glad that when we are children, we had mothers to whom we could run to from comfort. But even there are those who don't have that same ability to run towards their mother for comfort. And while we can't, uh, we may not all be able to run towards our mother from comfort, we can still run to God. Amen. And God will be able to handle that there is no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. Amen. I say there is no sorrow, no earthly sorrow that heaven cannot heal heal and so this this is something uh, we don't wish any mother that and there are other mothers that would have lost their children and that's not something we would wish on anyone but in the absence of that there's a still God's comforting presence in the reality of it and it's power. God takes care of Israel. God takes care of Zion. God takes care of the children of God like a mother takes care of his, chi of his child. And they are birthed and ready to be nourished. And there is a comfort for the children. And they are ready to endure a peace. God was telling these people through the book of Isaiah that they would receive comfort even in the midst of the trouble that was going on. They were not yet back in Israel. They were not yet back in Jerusalem. But he was saying, I will still be there. There's a, I'm reminded of David writing that I will bless the Lord at all times and his praises continually being in my mouth. But he wrote that while hiding in a cage, a cave rather, dodging several attempted murders. When the things get rough, we can still find comfort in God. No matter how deep the valley, every valley will be exalted. No matter high, high the mountain, every hill will be made low. No matter how crooked it is, the crooked places will be made straight. And we can take comfort in waiting on the Lord. There's plenty of examples of mothers comforting themselves, but I am most happy about one by the name of Mary. 
being told that she was going to have to give birth to someone, even though she was betrothed to another man. Uh, they say it in a song, Hail Mary, full of grace. Uh, these things were going on, and this was the same one that would watch her son grow up. She would find him in the temple listening and asking questions when he got away from the, the party. And she would also find him at the wedding when it was time for him to make his first sign and tell him to turn the water into wine. But she would also be there when he was at the cross. And one of the last things that her son would tell this mother is telling her to look at the disciple whom Jesus loved and say, Mother, this is your son. Son, uh, this is your mother. So that the care was going to continue to go on even after he was gone. But I'm so glad that is not where the story ended. Because after he died, it was another mother that went along with Mary Magdalene to the tomb only to find it, what? Empty. And I'm so glad that is not where the story ends. Because he's coming back again. Will you be ready? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the churches are open, and we invite you to come. Thank you for listening to this message. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you found this message. If this message blessed you, be a blessing to someone else and share it. Connect with Pastor Johnny on Instagram and Twitter, and be sure to like Faith UMC Dickinson on Facebook. 